Silence. It's really not. It. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> We're radish, radish podcast. podcast. Gonna, I don't know. I can't even say it right at this point. But hi. I'm so sorry you heard that. That was me sneezing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's been a. I'm it's been a rough time trying to get this. Just, just getting, getting this, this episode started. set up was. Yeah. It's it's been so bad. Like it's been awful. Um it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so as I was saying, I'm Amanda. I am co-host, co-creator of this podcast. It really just started with me going on an Instagram story and just, you know, being self-centered as I am, just like who would want to hear me talk about books? And a couple of people responded and you know, and then I got Emma involved because why not? Yeah. It do be like that. Um, so I'm Emma, I guess. Uh, also co-host, co-creator. That's, I guess, a well-known fact at this point. There's, like, only two of us. Yeah. I don't know. I, like... Hopefully these are interesting because I'm, like, stupid as heck. Like... Yeah, we're just... It's... It's a hard-knocked life. Am I right, ladies? Um... You are so right, <laughs> Anyways, so this is the first episode in the series that we're calling, um, is it as good as we remember? You know, books that we read as children that probably weren't as appropriate for us to read. You know what I'm saying? Um, so one that really impacted us, I would say, me specifically, I mean, I'm not speaking for Emma, not me speaking for Emma, oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> one that really impacted me was Percy Jackson, so I figured, you know what, might as well. You know, I don't know about Emma. What's your experience with Percy Jackson? Oh, dude, Jackson? I, I can't remember how old I was when it came out. I think I was pretty young. Um, going to Google, we were like I'm literally babies. gonna Google it, Google it, Google it right now. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I was pretty young when it came out. Um, and so my because I was pretty young, my older sister, she read them, and then she was like, "Hey, idiot." read these books they are very good and i was like okay and so so i did and like it was all just a downhill it's just it just went downhill from there from there yeah yeah i mean when i when i first heard of it i was really young too but my mom was like yeah that's something you're not gonna be doing and uh my mom was that way with harry potter but i just picked up the book anyways so yeah my no, mom was like the same way with Harry Potter. Um, we will get to that eventually, but right now this is about Percy. We will, like, we are going to be doing that because, oh my gosh, I, yeah, I don't know it. It hurts. It hurts so much. I was not allowed to read Harry Potter until I was like fourteen. I just recently finished reading Harry Potter. I'm seventeen years old, <laughs> and like three months ago, I finished the first book. And last year during quarantine, I watched all the movies. Yeah. So it's this is embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> People are like, "Oh my gosh, do you remember like when this happened in the book?" And I'm like, "Blink blank. Yeah, yes. so yes, I remember that vividly. Exactly. You're so right." You're like, uh, "My favorite part is when the unicorn showed up." <laughs> Same. Anyway, um we posted right. on Instagram uh some 
like spoilers or like hints, I guess, as to what books or what book. Can I just say, let me interrupt right now. Do it. I, the first one, I, I just like was no consent, just interrupted you. Anyways, one of the first <laughs> hints I put was um, Hillary Duff's So Yesterday, and I was so disappointed that nobody got that. Like really only OGs, fans of the first book would know what that meant. Dude, I have, like, memory we'll issues. I don't that. remember anything, ever. Okay, I, maybe it's just me being picky. Honestly, it probably is. <laughs> but, like, when I put that up there, I was like, this is top tier. This is immaculate. This is golden. And, you know, I don't know. Like, it just didn't click with some people. And, and I guess that <laughs> happens, but... It hurts. It hurts so much. So back to what um, you were saying, Emma. Yes. Sorry. So we posted, like, some spoilers and hints, I guess, on Instagram of the book that we were going to be reading um, because we didn't tell you guys or we just didn't say in general. And we were like, hey, if you guess the book right, we'll give like the first four people to guess a shout out. Um, And so um, the people that guessed correctly were at Handsome Westner on Instagram. We have B.Eka, The Fantastic Beast, and Daniel is harping. Um, all really good friends of ours. So Great job, good job, guys. guys. You literally guessed it right. You made me cry with joy. <laughs> I did not want to do more than like a set of three hints. So thank you. Literally. Um, what is true comedy, though, is Daniel is harping. Um, one of our good friends, Daniel Harper, he really answered in a way that no one could possibly understand um it wasn't just a simple oh is it percy jackson or is it like percy jackson and the olympians no it was my boy perk is up so (laughs) somehow i knew what exactly um yes it hurts so much so shout out anyway good for them our i guess like hints weren't too terrible so that's good i guess and if they are, I mean, feel free to let me know, but chances are I won't listen. <laughs> Same. It hurts. It hurts so much. I'm like, in the end, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> I'm like, I accept feedback, but no, thanks. It's true. Um. Anyways, let's get into, you know, Percy. Our boy Perk is up, <laughs> as Daniel would say. I hate it so much. Okay. Um, I hate it here. So, we're thinking about doing this in two parts. So, like, maybe the first part is just us talking about the book, maybe. And then the second part is us talking about the movie and our thoughts on the movie, which are negative. So negative. Let us know if you want to see that happen. Yeah. So, as soon as we post this, just go on our Instagram, our Twitter, at Reddish Podcast, Readish. I don't know how to pronounce it yet. We will get there. I keep saying the wrong thing. But uh, let's get into it, Emma. Yes, of Should course, I always. Start. Okay. So Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Lightning Thief, is written by Rick Riordan, or some people say Warden. I don't know. I think it's Riordan. <laughs> um. Anyways, his full name is Richard Russell Riordan Jr. In case you guys were wondering. Very important information, um, of course. He's an American author, obviously. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He lives in Boston, so me, I live in Boston, Emma herself lives in Colorado, and I know where he lives. I won't be revealing that information, but I know where he lives. (laughs) 
Uh, that's weird. It is a little creepy. I should have not said that. But, you know, I'm Anyways. cool with it. You know, yeah. Anyway, it's yes. just vibes at Continue. this point. So he was born in San Antonio, Texas, and he is most famous for this series. He has a ton of series that are, like, spins off off of this. Like, he's got The Trials of Apollo, and then immediately after the series, it's, like, following up on Percy and Annabeth, and it's, um... Percy Jackson and the Heroes of Olympus, I think it's called. And then you've got the Kane Chronicles, all this crazy stuff. All that was birthed from really this universe. So that's pretty impressive, say for me. Like, this man really took one idea and said, let me make millions. He really did. And He got his bag yeah, and then continued doing so. <laughs> he got his bag and decided he wanted more bags. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, he got, you know, two movies. Uh, we don't really talk about them. Um, but recently, in case you guys didn't know, he recently made a deal with Disney Plus to create the Percy Jackson series as live action with, like, the appropriate casting, things like that. And he is, like, in control. So I'm really excited to see this. And I figured this is, like, the perfect time before anything happens, you know. Yeah, I'm, we can I'm actually really excited it. for it. I was so disappointed about the movies. Um, I have to admit something. I watched the movies first before I, like, got it. And you know what? It's a it sin. It is a sin. And I have repented. Good. As you and should. And you know what? We don't... It's unspeakable. I don't, I don't associate myself with those films You've changed anymore. as a person. Uh, I've changed yes, as a person. good. Exactly. Good. You've grown. That's okay. what, what we love to see. Yeah. We love to see character <laughs> development, you know? It's true. That's your toxic trait. One of your toxic traits is that you watched the Percy Jackson movie before reading the books. No, another toxic trait is, like I said before, I did not get into Harry Potter until I was 16. Well, that was, that was not great. your fault. That is the Christian homeschooling mothers. <laughs> like, and technically I went behind my mom's back and read this series. Um, Listen to mommy, but then again, I had the time of my life with this series. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so... Uncle Rick, as the fan of Lexical Him, I will be referring to him as Uncle Rick from now on. You will never catch me call- calling him Mr. Riordan. It's not happening. It's Uncle Rick for I don't me. think I ever refer to him ever. So I don't think there's a, a single point in time where I would ever refer to him by name for some reason. But if I did, mm. it would be by Unky Rick. <laughs> I love that. Anyways, <laughs> so he got the idea of this series... After telling his daughter Haley bedtime stories about Greek heroes, which I think is so cute, like child bonding moments. And what's interesting is that all the characters who are demigods have ADHD and dyslexia, which we will get into. But maybe the reason he did that is because Haley, his daughter, also had ADHD and dyslexia. So um, father of the year trying to make his daughter feel included in this. Um... I would rate that 10 out of 10. I don't know about you. No, it's like... I would cry if someone did that for me. Like, a lot. That is so adorable, and I... Yes, heart eyes emoji at Mr. Rick. Uncle Rick. You mean Unky Rick. Rick. (laughs) Anyways! So yeah, that's a little background to that. Um, I found it interesting. I think he's a really cool guy honestly. Like, his vibes are immaculate. It's true. He's, he, I don't know why, but for me, 
he gets the he has the same vibes as the dude that played Doofenshmirtz in Phineas and Ferb. And I don't know why. You I don't know why, but I it's the exact same vibes. You know what? I can see yes. that. I can see that. Exact vibes. Maybe Haley's Vanessa. This is true. I don't yeah, I don't know. I just have always pictured him looking the exact same way as like the dude that mm-hmm. plays Doofenshmirtz. So In fact he doesn't. Look he doesn't way, look like that at all. Like, he looks completely different, but that's just how I always pictured him. And still kind of do. People yeah. are like, hey, you know the dude that p- wrote Percy Jackson? And I'm like, yeah. And I immediately think of Doofenshmirtz. Don't know why. And whenever I think of Doofenshmirtz, I have to sing the song. You know, like, Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. It's true. It's illegal not to. It's illegal not to. It's a, it's a hate crime. It's true. You really don't. Alright, Emma, do you want to go in for, like, a little summary or something? Oh, dude, I don't think we have, like, 27 years, but I will try. Um, okay, so, basically, book starts, um, with Percy. I don't know why I could not get that name out. So, it starts with- The stutter. Literally, it starts with Percy, um, and he's like, wow, I have really- I can't read. I have ADHD and dyslexia. This is so sad. Um, and then he's at school, which is Yancey Academy, I think. I don't remember. It was a long... I it's correct. Read the book Yancey a while Academy ago. is where Lord Percy... That's why toxic trait is just... Yes. Um, anyway, so I have terrible memory, so I cannot promise <laughs> that this is going to be accurate. But basically, he is at school. He's like poo-poo at reading and writing because of his dyslexia and ADHD. And he has... A bestie named Grover, who's a satyr icon. I love Grover. Truly. Satyr icon. <laughs> exactly. But, but Percy doesn't know that because he's a little bitch. Um, and he's like, wow, my friend just walks with a cane. And also looks like he's like 27 years old, but I'm just going to ignore that. So then... Yeah, let's talk about that literally. for a second. Percy... Yeah, Percy is 12 years old in this book, by the way. Most of the characters are 12 years old. And Grover is a 26-year-old man who kind of looks 12. And they just put a Rasta cap on him, throw some crutches, and they're like, here you go, babe. <laughs> they're literally like, Live your life. act, queen. <laughs> Do your thing. <laughs> Get your horns and bounce. Like, that's really all you're here for. Um, they really just... Like, they, they violated it. It's true. That is so embarrassing for him. I gotta be honest. He's, like, a 27-year-old man. And they re- made him relive middle school? Like, that alone is... I would die. Um, anyway, so, um, then you have, um, Mr. Brunner, I think? Brunner, his name is? I can't remember. But basically, he is, like, Grover, watch out for my man. He is so cool and so amazing and awesome. And he's also in a wheelchair, by the way. I uh, forgot to mention that. But he's in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. And he's just driving around, enjoying his life. Percy thinks he's uh, disabled. Which is, honestly, we love to see representation. But also, they kind of psyched us out. Because he literally is a horse. So, For a hot minute. Anyway. They really said... Literally. <laughs> um, so, then... Uh, I'm trying to, like, remember what happens because bad memory. Do you want me to take over? No, it's cool. I think I got this. So then... Um, I believe in you. Percy gets in trouble. Just interject if I'm wrong because mm-hmm. I don't remember anything. Um, so With Mrs. Yes, Dodds, yeah. Mrs. Dodds is, like, poo-poo and pee-pee and she's kind of mean towards him. First of all, no one is going to mention that, like, 
She just, the other math teacher just, like, disappears halfway throughout the school year. And then is replaced by Mrs. Dodds. And, like, Percy's like, eh, that's kind of weird, I guess. It's weird that no one mentions her, but, like, it's fine, I suppose. And then, like, they just keep living life. I mean, you know, I think in the book, Percy mentions that he thinks that he the other teacher had a mental breakdown because of the class is so wild. Yeah. Like. But, like, it's just weird like, that, like. The fact that he respect he didn't question the mental breakdown that he thought. But also, the I just want to know, like, like, what happened to the other math teacher? Like. That's a good question. Like, it's not like they just took her away and then, like, wiped her memory. Because that's pretty, like, significant thing to do. She just, like, disappeared. Did they kill her? Where did she go? Like, <laughs> did, why did she just disappear? This is, like, traveling. This is traveling <laughs> with true. no memories. So then, um, he gets in trouble with Mrs. Dodds. Save the math And Mrs. Teacher. Dodds is like, you're sussy. Um, so then she... I guess he gets, like, not expelled. Does he... I don't think he gets expelled. He gets, like... No, no, no. Um, so... Yeah, so he gets in trouble because Nancy Bubba Fett, who no one mentions, she wasn't even in the movie. I feel like she's a top-tier character, and she should have been in the movie. She's um, a little gremlin. She and Percy get a little, yeah, they can get, get a little tussle, you know, a little fight, because Nancy's really mean to Grover, and my boy Grover, <laughs> he's a 26-year-old man in a 12-year-old body, and he is a wuss. He is scared of the wind that blows in his face. And, you know, Nancy's, like, easy target, you know, and Percy's very much, like, standing up for the weaklings, like, I am, I am your savior, and a little bit, he's a little bit of savior complex going on, um, but yeah, Mrs. Dodd's like, yeah, I don't really like that, <laughs> and just, like, brings him inside, and then, you know, Chiron gives him, you know, the, the pen that turns into a sword, imagine, let's talk about okay, that. Okay, but that's second. in the movie, though, because in the book he goes home first, and then... He goes home first? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I think our, that's how it went. So, because he goes home first, because he gets, like... No, he oh, vaporizes No, no, okay, wait, her, wait. He goes, he he goes home for the that, summer. Like, and then he they, goes home for the they summer, pretend that dude. it didn't happen. He goes home for the summer. Yeah. He's like, dude, Smelly Gabe is the worst. I hate his ass. He's so annoying. I don't like him. I wish he would go away. Why is my mom married to such a bum? And then, like... Why is he southern <laughs> I don't know. when he lives in so New then, York? So then, um... Then he goes back to school because his mom is like, bestie, get that education, girly. And so then he goes back to school and then he gets in trouble and then they... I don't know. I don't, I'm pretty I don't remember sure anything. we're just remembering yeah, it Yeah, I think wrong. we're remembering it wrong. Okay. Yeah, I do, I do remember, though, that when he, when he does vaporize Mrs. Dodds, right? He does vaporize her with the pen that, Ky, that Chiron or Grover gives to him. And then they pretend it didn't happen, right? So then Percy's confused because he's like, I'm 99% sure that I committed manslaughter. <laughs> and Chiron is like, babes, no, you didn't, love. <laughs> well, technically, and they try to, like, miss Technically... Him. I don't think it was an accident, so it's technically not manslaughter. Technically, it wasn't because she she attacked second him, degree right? murder. But like he's like, yeah, but he's like, oh my god, I think I killed a woman, and everyone is like, there's no Mrs. They're literally Dodds. like, who and is Mrs. New teacher shows up. What are you talking about? Yeah, and then this new teacher, a third teacher shows up. By the way, where are they pulling out these? Literally, teachers? where are they like, coming from? Where are they pulling out these? Yeah, where? That's my question. Where are they coming from? And so he goes by, like, a couple months back at Yancey, which is a boarding school, and 
in the movie, they portray it as a school where he goes, like, home, he goes to school in the morning, and then he comes back home. No, it's a boarding school because he's a troubled kid, and he's been kicked out of seven schools in the past seven years. Which is so stupid. That doesn't make any sense, because he's literally just dyslexic and has ADHD. Exactly. Like, like, that's such a weird, like, point in in the book and in the movie, where it's like, he literally is a 12-year-old boy. Like, of course, he's going to be rowdy and rambunctious and stuff. And he's also diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia. Like, why would he be expelled from, like, 8,000 other schools when he's just a little troubled? Like, he just... I believe it was seven schools, yeah. but thanks. He just, he just has, like, a reading disability. And, like, yeah. Like, I don't know why they're like, mm. Yeah, but then he also talks about how, like, you know, being a half-blood, he gets into, like, quirky situations. And he's like, I don't know what it is. And everything just gets blamed on him. So then, yeah, he goes back to school. He tries to convince everyone that Mrs. Dodds is real, and everybody's like, man's is schizophrenic. Like, <laughs> he is crazy with a capital C. <laughs> and, yeah, and then he overhears Kyron and Grover talking about him, and he's like, there is something wrong. I am fishy. I am sussing you out. And then I think when the semester ends, he goes home. You're right. But then, no, can wait, I, so then he, he yeah. like, goes home, but it, Grover is like, no, bestie, like, we're besties, so we're going together, for some reason, which is like... Yeah, and then he ditches Grover. He, he ditches Grover, goes home, Grover is like, bruv, what's so vase? Yeah, like, that's not yeah he just completely ditches Grover, yeah. talks to his mom to what happens, and then his mom is like, oh, honey, like, let's go on a little vacation. Little little family like, road let's... trip, minus Gabe, because he's smelly. Yeah. Exactly. We don't talk about some of the game. By the way, Gabe is his stepfather. I think we keep talking about we him literally, we're forgetting to say. This is a mess. <laughs> we're so bad at this. We will get better, I promise. Will we, though? Wait, I don't know. I should have promised that. <laughs> I mean, we're just here to have fun at this point. Yes. Okay, I, how Anyways, many, like, Gabe we're literally, like, 5,000 minutes. And he smells. We're 5,000 minutes into this episode, and we have not even started talking about if it was good. Um... Anyway, this is just us commentating okay, on the book. Okay, point in being, though, is that he goes to his mom on vacation, and then on that vacation, Grover comes, and he's like, yo, Sally, Sally's his mom, Sally Jackson. He's like, Sally, we gotta go, the Minotaur's after Percy, and everyone's like, oh, shoot, we gotta go to camp. And in the car ride, her his mom is trying to explain to him that he's different, but like she's doing like a butt cheek job of it too, though. She was like, "Percy, you're special, and your dad was amazing." And he's like, "Okay, yeah." Uh, she's just I'm like, literally, "Why are we in the car? And it's raining, and it's dark out. Why do we just speed off from our? Said, why are we? Why are we literally being chased by a cow? Literally, why? Why are we? Like, you were like, "Oh my gosh, let's just go on like this little getaway, little family vacay," and then y'all go to the beach." And then are like, anyway, this is where you were conceived, Percy. All right, um, we have to go right away. And then um, they hop in the car, and like she's like, your dad was amazing. And he's like, but why, though? <laughs> he literally like... See, but why are we being chased by a cow? It's true. He was so and she explains nothing, and then gets vaporized. Nothing. And then yeah, Grover so eats stuff. They get to a car and accident then, with the Minotaur. Yeah. yeah, we get a little car accident with the Minotaur. The Minotaur... L- little Sally little bit of a... and vaporizes her like he squeezes her and she like turns into dust and we're like oh no mommy dearest is gone and then percy uses riptide again riptide riptide is the him. pen sword by the way yeah 
Yeah, the Greek name for it, I believe it's a lachnismos, but I think I'm pronouncing it wrong. Riptide is a pen that can turn into a sword. We love him. We, we truly Riptide. do. He's a he, Riptide, Riptide is, is a girl a boss. Power. <laughs> I'm trying to keep a straight face here, but I can't. <laughs> Anyways, Riptide always appears magically in Percy's pocket, which I think is really cool. That is so useful. Like they, they. Really... I want to know though. Does it actually work as a pen? That's my question. Because when he he uncaps it, it turns into a sword, right? Um, but can we use it to? Jot but then also note? like, can we use it? Literally, to write down is it someone's is it number? diverse in utility? Or are we just like, is it just one use? You know what exactly. I'm saying? Could but we then have also multiple like, going on? in the or movie just they have it so that it's like, like it. literally. In the movie, they have it so that it's, like, a clicky pen. So, like, you push down the top and, like, the pen comes out. And that makes it turn into a sword. So, so this, like, you can't use it. Literally, yeah. you can't use it. That's really disappointing. Book, Especially, it's, like, uncap it. it's, a, it's, like, first of all, what happens if you lose the cap? It's just sword. Just, just sword. <laughs> yeah, but, like, what if you... Okay, so, so then if you throw the sword away, does it reappear with the cap? Just in your pocket? That's a good question. That I'm a little a bit question. stressed about this. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this late at night. Um, can we move on? Yes, please. <laughs> so anyways, Percy kills the Minotaur. He's 12 years old, which is like a huge like thing for him to do. He is like, he's a girl boss. He's not he's a girl, a boss he's babe. a girl boss. He's a boss babe. Anyways, so and then he gets like super overwhelmed by everything. He just kind of faints. He just kind of dips. You know what I'm saying? And then Grover takes him into camp. Camp Half-Blood is located in the Long Island Sound, and it's pretty much made by the gods a safe spot for their kids, because they kind of care about the kids, but not really. I'm just going to have to say, all these kids are going to have a lot of mommy and daddy issues Bestie, up. bestie, they already do. Yeah, they already Literally, do. Literally, just, just look at look at Ares' daughter, Clarice. Clarice is a ball of anger, She man. really is. Yes, Clarice is Ares' daughter. Yes. She's like... Um, anyway, I'm gonna so choose there's, like, lots of. Anyways, yeah, there's a lots of cabins there, you know, and pretty much Percy just goes in, and he's, like, knocked out, and he wakes up, and he, we meet Annabeth, and she's like, you drew when you sleep. That is the most iconic line, you know? Man's is struggling, he just had a life traumatic experience, he probably, he's probably gonna have to go to therapy forever, and this little blonde girl with gray eyes... Tells him you drew when you sleep. It's just like cherry on top of the ice. Cherry on top of the... What is cake. it? The icing? The cake? The cake. Okay. <laughs> cherry know. on top of the Anyways. icing. <laughs> I mean, which you're technically not wrong. Because cakes have icing. Okay, can we not personally attack me things? <laughs> Anyways. Um, so Annabeth is just like, Hi, I'm Annabeth. I'm the best character in the in the books everyone is gonna love me i will most likely upstage you and percy's like hey like i'm percy and then grover comes you know they're like okay we gotta go talk to chiron and the camp director who is the greek god dionysus because pretty much he's in a big boy timeout and he has to work at the camp for a hundred years that is so accurate (laughs) my man's is in big boy timeout he's in big boy timeout and pretty much he can't have wine. So then he meets Percy. He kind of like tells Percy what the situation is, but not really because he's just like, he's always upset. Like, 
I love how he's never straightforward. He's just truly sarcastic. He's doing, like, the bare minimum to get his time out over with. He is like the kid sitting in the corner pouting. And I love it. It's true. You know, the vibes are great. And, you know, so they talk about it. They pay, I think they think they're playing pinhole. I believe it's playing pinhole. And Chiron's explaining to him how he's actually a centaur and that the wheelchair that he's in at the moment is just like an illusion. And he kind of explains to him a little bit with the misses. And they're like, you're a demigod, but we don't know what. Which is hugely important because in the movie, they're just like, man's is Poseidon's son. Okay, but actually not, and though. They- because, like, in the movie, um, they don't find out until they start playing capture the flag which is accurate but like they don't make it seem like as big of a deal yeah because here they explain to him that they're like yes you're a child of demigod but there's no way that you can be a part of the big three which is zeus poseidon and hades because they've all made a pact to not procreate with humans anymore so they're like so you're a demigod but you're not that cool because you can't be a part of the coolest elite squad and <laughs> This is true. But, um, but yeah, pretty much. And then, yeah. So, and then they're like, okay, since you're going to go to the Hermes cabin, because the Hermes cabin is the god of travelers, and, you know, they kind of, like, harbor each other. And this is where we meet Luke. Luke is, how do we say? Come say, say a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> At first, he's cool. We love Luke first. We love Luke. Luke is friendly he's cool he's cute he's blonde he's a a girl boss with daddy issues he's girl boss with daddy issues exactly because he doesn't really like hermes from the get-go we just already know that he's like oh i don't really like my dad but he's the camp counselor for the cabin of hermes and he's like hey percy my man we're just gonna you know hang out until if you get claimed and that's the thing that's a really sad thing is because the cabin is like overrun because lots of gods either they can't remember who their children are because they have so many or which they is just don't care enough to claim yeah uh, and they just like they don't care enough to claim the children so the hermes cabin is one of the biggest cabins as the second one is athena's cabin which is athena's annabeth's mom in case those who don't know is the goddess of wisdom and battle strategy and so athena seems like she's a down-to-earth like she really says this is my kid like i remember this is my child because i thought she only she had like, like a few because she was like very particular yeah, about like, who she had kids with exactly and she doesn't really have kids just explain that she was birthed from the thought of which time of the imagine that imagine life was like that literally wild wild absolutely bonkers it's true and so he also meets clarice who is daughter of aries and she's kind of like a bully but not really she's like a big softy but she will also cut you um, which is really cool, in my opinion. I like this dynamic we have going on with Clarice. And she kind of bullies Percy's for a bit. And the really cool part is where they're all getting a hint a little bit of where who he actually is. Is that she takes him to the bathroom to kind of, like, you know, waterboard him in toilet water. You know, what children do at camps. And, <laughs> you know, he fights back with, like, unintentionally. And the bathroom explores. And my favorite part is that the, the chapters are so, like, named great. Like... The one where he kills Mrs. Dodds is I Vaporize My Math Teacher. I love the name of the chapter. Great. Yeah. Short, to the point. We know what's coming. You know, we're no surprises there. And then you have this chapter that I'm talking about where he accidentally explodes the bathroom is I Accidentally Become Lord of the Bathroom. So, we love yeah, that. I, you know? I think it's like, I don't know. I 
even though I am like 19 years old, um, I still like I am age regressing severely. It's a little bit a pro- of a problem, but like this this um, series and like at least this first book, I like finished in like two days. Um, Exactly. Because, like, I don't know, I just... It's a really easy read. It really is, and I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Like, I... It brings me back to... I sound like an old man, but, like, it brings me back to a time where, like... I don't know, it just, like... This is all I wanted to read when I was in middle school. Exactly. It brings you back to a really time of, like, where you're a kid. It really made me want to cry reading this book. Same. The emotions I felt while reading this book is yeah but long story short percy is just like he's getting to know he spends like i think it's like one or two days in the hermes cabin and then they play capture the flag and he is on annabeth's team and annabeth decides she's gonna have him be bait somewhat for clarice because he she knows that clarice has a bone to pick with him and she knows that if clarice is not guarding the other team's flag then they have a higher chance of winning so she has percy stand guard and then Clarice tries to start something with him, and again, he fights her with water. And so everyone's kind of, like, getting the hint here. Everyone's kind of, like, noticing a pattern. And then he's claimed by Poseidon by um, the symbol of the god appears over the child's head, and it's, you know, the trident obviously appears, and everybody bows for some reason. I find that really odd. I don't, but they I don't even know because, why, you know, because, like, he's, he's still a demigod. It's not like he's actually... Poseidon, Zeus, or Ares. Like, he's just vibing. Yeah, I guess Ares is he's not a still a demigod, but I feel I'm like... I'm at Hades. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's weird. Why did they do that? Who knows? Bless you. You know what? <laughs> oh, bless you again. <laughs> I'm sneezing, like, off camera. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Hold on. I have to sneeze again. Yeah, I don't know. I... That, that, I'm going to keep talking about this part, but, like, this, the bowing part, why do they do that? Unnecessary. Doesn't make any sense. He is literally 12 years old. What is going on? You know, I just feel like it's a sign of, a sign of, shine, (laughs) a sign of respect for Poseidon, you know? But, like, like, why? He broke the rules. He had a kid. We must bow. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, why? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's stupid and weird. And then, yeah, immediately after, Chiron just, like, pulls Percy aside, and they're like, hey, um, pretty much, there's a prophecy that either you're gonna break the world or save the world, and when you're 16, though. So you got time, but let's stress about it now while you're 12. <laughs> Literally. And let's just discuss problems, and that we are gonna make you anxious, and we are gonna train you and hope for the and best. And also, we're gonna tell you that you're, we don't know what happened to your mom at all. Um, and that you can't go see her because we hate you. Yeah, they just assume that she's dead. And so then pretty much at that point, they find out that Zeus's bolt is missing. And Percy, for some reason, I can't remember how exactly, but they believe that Percy needs to return it before the solstice, the summer solstice. And, yeah, I think it's Percy, right? Yeah, it's Percy. Yeah. Yeah, and Chiron's like, all right, you gotta go talk to the Oracle, 
and she's going to give you a prophecy, and of course she gives him the prophecy that you shall go west and face the God who has turned, you shall find what was stolen, and see it safely returned. You shall be betrayed by one who calls you a friend, and you shall fail to say what matters most in the end. Okay, literally Which all is of that, like, the oracle literally could have just been like, yeah, one dude that is not your immediate friend is the worst, and then also like poo-poo and pee-pee. But instead, she's like, anyway, I'm gonna scare this 12-year-old boy. He's gonna be terrified. It'll be so funny and hilarious. And I'm not gonna tell him anything else, even when he asks. Yeah, so pretty much she's like a mummy and the spirit lives in the mummy, and then like, she just like croaks. You know, she just talks, and then Which just goes Which is terrifying. I would pee my pants a little bit if that happened to me. It's like a, it's like a yeah, that's so scary. Honestly, I'm just like I'm emotional thinking about it. Like, I would, I would piss myself. And then he's told that he could take um, two companions because the quest is three people, including the person that the quest is assigned to. So he decides he's going to take his ma- our main homeboy, Grover, you know. And then he's going to take Annabeth with him. And so, you know, they set out. I think it's really funny how they just give them, like, the bare necessities, a little duffel bag, a little toiletries, a little cash, little drachmas and stuff to contact, you know, send an iris message, and they just kind of, like, walk them out the No, camp. literally. Of course, yeah, but the guy with, like, a ton of eyes, I forget He's his name. dope, and I wish he would he would have been in the movie. He would have been so cool to see in the movie. Anyways, he's just kind of, like, he doesn't talk, but he just, like, drives them to what they're going to be, and, like, drop, it's like a school drop-off. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> literally. Just, like, okay, but here's the funny thing, though. Rosie, hello, that did not make any sense, that was not English. Um, Percy, <laughs> Percy roasts Annabeth's ass, and then my man's with the million and five eyes is like, that is funny. And then he drops him off when they leave. And that, I don't know he why. He just cracks a smile. Yeah, Literally, I don't even know why, but like, Percy was like, he had nerd, idiot, poop head. And then, um, the guy with the eyes is like, oh, he, oh. I remember, I remember. So they believe that Hades stole the bolt and that he needs to go to the underworld to see it safely return, to basically take it from Hades. And so Annabeth, before they do though, Luke visits them, gives them these flying shoes, but the shoes don't fit Percy. And so Percy's like, Ayo hey, Grover, here are the shoes. So Grover's like so excited because, you know, he's got these kicks, whatever. <laughs> Percy's got his riptide, Grover's got his cool shoes with wings, um, and Annabeth has her Yankees cap, which turns her invisible that Athena gave her, which is really cool. That is like, really I cool. I love that. But it's also, it sends a really mixed message. She's like, don't be seen. Here's a cap. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like, don't she's be like, seen. She's like, anyway, here's a Dodgers hat. I hate you. It's a little mixed message, but you know what? It's really cool. I would love a hat. Me too. That, honestly. And so Annabeth is like, we need to go to the underworld, and we need to figure out a way to go to the underworld. And in the movie, they are, like, going to find these little orbs that Persephone has. No, that doesn't exist. They don't even know about the orbs. This is, yeah. Like, they're just kind of, yeah, they're just kind of, like, feeling their way, and they're like, oh my god, Percy's like, where's hell? <laughs> my favorite part is, like, Grover's like, Los Angeles, of course. <laughs> I know, like, why? Like, I... Like, I love that, like, Rick Riordan literally was like, um, how can I sneak in the fact that I can't stand L.A.? How do I let the readers, how do I 
tell these little middle schoolers how much I cannot stand and think LA is the worst. And he's like, anyway, I'll just say it. I think it's funny too. The thing is funny too is that LA Hollywood ruined his books too. So that's true. You know, so. reasons on top, reasons on top of reasons. He really said hell is hot <laughs> and it's in LA, literally. And so they're trying to find their way to LA. They're like hitch rides and stuff. In in the book, they find like um, what is it? They they meet. I want to say Aries somewhere. Yeah, yeah, they meet Aries somewhere, and Aries is like, I have a side quest for you. I need you to return Aphrodite's scarf that we went to Waterland, and we don't want to go back because Hephaestus has a ton of traps because Aphrodite is his wife, and, you know, we're having an affair and all, but uh, she needs her scarf back. She's a goddess, first of all. How badly does she really need that Literally. scarf? Just calm like, someone out of one, we... please. You're the goddess of love. Just bat an eyelid and you'll get, you could get Louis Vuitton scarves. It's you could true. get Chanel scarves. We could go to Milan and just it's make true. the finest designer create you a one-in-a-kind design. This is true. But no, she wants to make 12-year-olds and a 26-year-old goat man. That's, yeah. Go to Waterland. Well, I mean, she doesn't because she's, she's a little, so he goes she's, there, she's a girl boss, honestly. And she, she tells, she tells Ares to get her this yeah. she's like oh my gosh bestie i love you so much but like please go get it for me uwu and he was like yeah sure bestie and then, Scar- and then he literally and- makes a bunch of 12 year olds and a 26 year old he's like ayo 12 year olds <laughs> do me a favor and i will give you what does he give them back in return for it he gives them something in return he gives them a hit he's like trade offer like, he gives them- oh he so basically they're trying to get to los angeles and he tells them that he will give them a hint on how to get there so yeah he's like all right um is this before or after medusa we are all over i don't even remember anything that happens in this book i gotta be honest um okay so they end up meeting medusa i think that's before i probably should have started off with that i think this is the first monster that they face oh no you're right you're right you're right this is the first one yes yeah so they meet medusa in her garden and she's kind of all like um, she's really nice to them at first. She gives them food. She's, like, talking to them. And she's kind of, like, flirting with Percy, I feel like. She's like, ooh, you have green eyes. You look like your father. And I'm like, homegirl, he is 12. He's like, I don't even know what my father looks like. And then she kind of, like, hates Annabeth. Because, you know, Athena and uh, Medusa's got beef. Because Athena was, I believe Medusa was, like, hooking up with Poseidon. No, right? she Inside like, of- if you're actually going by, like, the actual lore... That, that was a weird sense yeah. that I just constructed. But if you're going by, like, the actual lore, um, Poseidon, like, assaulted uh, Medusa. And it was in it was Inside. in Athena's temple. And Athena was like, um, rude, you defiled my temple. And then Athena, or Medusa was like, bro, I literally just got attacked. Um, thank you so much. She's like, I got our word. Literally. Um, and then Athena was like, all right, well, in that case, I'll just... She really like I'll just blame make the you a snake head. I'll give you snake hair, and you'll kill everyone you look at because that way it can't happen. And again, and she did it to her sisters too. Literally. Athena she, needs she to be to her stopped. Too. Yeah, Athena's a little bit like she's victim blaming. She's victim blaming. Anyways, so in the book, though, of course, we're not going to discuss how Poseidon violated a woman. So, and it's like you know child appropriate. So she's like, oh, I'm hooking up with your dad in 
a temple, which is, like, a terrible thing to tell a 12-year-old. Literally. Um, that's weird. Don't, please. And she's like, I got turned into this. And she kind of just, like, chases them. Percy uses a mirror to cut her head off. And they keep the head because they think it would be useful. And I think they're rightly so to keep the head. And, um... Anyways, they find Ares because they're... Back to what I was saying. They go to the Waterland. They end up meeting a ton of mechanical spiders and stuff. Annabeth's afraid of spiders because, like we know, uh, Athena had beef with a woman and turned her to the very first spider. So... Athena's had beef with a lot of people for no reason. Yeah, a lot of people. And poor thing, her children suffer. They really do. Because they really just suffer. Anyways, they return the scarf to Ares. Ares is like, Ayo, there's a bus leaving, and it's going straight to Vegas. You can go in there. And when they get inside the bus, they see that these animals that are in the bus, it's a lion, um, I want to say, like some kind of deer, and then a zebra. I think it's a... I don't know. I don't think it matters. Just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. It's taking us too long. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're in there, they help the animals, they release the animals in Las Vegas, and when they get to Vegas, they find the Lotus Hotel. And, let me just say, the movie scene of this, when they start playing Poker Face, I just remember being, I want to be as high iconic, as they are when iconic, in the hotel. I, those Lotus Flower <laughs> cookie thingies look scrumptious, and I don't even care Scrum- if I was trapped indefinitely. I would eat so many of them, it would be a little yeah, bit... So- Long story short, the lotus eaters are people who trap them in, like, time. But in the book, there's no lotus flower cookie. Although, I feel like it should have been in the book. Because I feel like this was the best scene in the whole movie. I agree. Like, if we're being quite honest, this was the best scene in the whole movie. It's the one thing that I remember Um, most vividly. Yeah, I I remember that scene since I was, like, nine. I was like, (laughs) ma-ma-ma-ma. Anyways, they get stuck there. And once they break free, they realize that it's one more day until the solstice. So they steal a car, they drive all the way to Los Angeles, and they find their, make their way into the underworld. And my favorite part is when they're talking to the doorman, right? He's like, uh, he's like asking them if they're dead or not so they can like wait for you know, their ride to the underworld. And it's like a waiting room. And you could spend like eternity in that waiting room and waiting for your ride to go to that the underworld like to receive fun. judgment. Little little yeah. bit of a downtime before you get absolutely yeah. blasted. Yeah. So, and then he, I think my favorite part is he's like, how did you die? And they're like, we drowned in a bathtub. And he's like, all three of you? And he, they're like, it was a big bathtub. <laughs> and he was and like, he just that's us. Like, Never, no. And then, yeah. And then Percy gives him a drachma for a ride into the underworld, which I don't know. Honestly, I feel like. Why? Why are we going to the underworld? Literally, that seems terrible. <laughs> why, why is it necessary? Yeah. I feel like this whole quest could have been done with an Iris message to Hades. Yeah, but it's I feel like, like hey, yo, he wouldn't... Do you have a bolt? I guess you're right. But if he did, he wouldn't have been like, yeah, sure, guys. You want to come get it? Yeah, but he's like, we can we can do a midway point. True. You know, if you're in New like, York, I can, I I can maybe stop, pop by. How does next Tuesday work for you? <laughs> And so, yeah, so then they go to the underworld. They meet Hades. Hades is telling them, I don't have the bolt. I was told 
yeah, I'm just, even if I did, I wouldn't give it to you because I hate my brother. My brother banishes me to the other world. He Which takes away accurate. my throne. Which is This is a little butthead. I am on Hades' side. Same. Hades, Hades, however you pronounce it, I'm on his side. Because he was treated so terribly. And this is what happens. People become monster when society treats them terribly. So he becomes Lord of the Underworld. You know what I'm saying? And then, but when, I forgot to say something. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. In some time in between, Percy gets the pearls as a gift from a naiad, from his father. So she's like, hey, I'm supposed to give you these three pearls. And then when they get to the underworld, they find out that Sally Jackson is, Hades took her so that Percy might think about going into the other world to getting her. And he wants the ball for his mother. And he's like, I don't have the ball. Like, I don't have the ball. And he's like, uh, yeah, you do. And we find out that in Percy's bag is the bolt. And he didn't have it before. So he's thinking to himself, I got, this got planted by Ares because he's the only person he saw, right? That he kind of knew, let's say. And then Hades is like, you took the bolt from me. He's like, you are lying to my face. I will blast you. And Percy's like, oh no, I didn't. <laughs> Pretty much, he gets his mom back, but there's only three pearls, and someone has to stay. So Grover, as the protector, decides he's going to stay in the underworld. Okay, also, so I can't remember if this is in the book, but in the movie, Persephone is, like, horny on Maine. She wasn't in, she wasn't in, because remember, this is summertime. You're right. And she, she's, a, she's yeah. supposed to be yeah. out. So also, in the movie... She's the goddess of, I forget, I think it's flowers, maybe? She's like, it's like nature or something. Yeah, some, she's Demeter's daughter. So, she's supposed to be out. She, he lets her come out for the seasons, and that's why the world can't have constantly heat, you know? Because she's stuck in the underworld during the winter and fall months, let's say. And in Greek mythology, that's how it is anyways. So, she's out, but in the movie, she's down there, and she's flirting with Grover. Yeah. Um, like, why was that a thing? <laughs> They are literally 12 years old. Why is she horny on Maine? Someone please help me. I hate it so much. Yeah. So then they step on the pearls. They are thinking about going to Olympus. And so they step on the pearls. They go to the Empire State Building. And they go up to the 600th floor. And so Percy, like, is gonna go. But then, no. He never fights Luke. Right, so they come out of the Underworld. And I'm saying this wrong. I'm thinking about the movie. Me too. This is I... why the movie confuses me so much. Somehow he ends up fighting Ares. And he's, like, beating Ares up. I don't know how. But, like, the poor mortals are seeing a 12-year-old. We totally, we like, totally old man skipped over the part where they're in the Missouri. They're in Missouri? Yeah. <laughs> this is a mess. Please just go to Sparknotes and look up a synopsis. Because this, you're, this is... Whoever is listening right now, this we are so sorry. I this is a yes. this is a tragic mess. I promise we will do better next time. It really unless is. you enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, literally, like this. This is just two mentally ill girls talking about something that they like, but then forgetting everything about it. Um, we gotta work on this. We really do. This is a problem. Long story short.
<laughs> Sorry, I was like coughing. I don't know what was going on. Long story short, he returns the bulk fizzies, gets Grover back, and we discover pretty much nothing. <laughs> right? It's true. That Ares. It's true. That Ares is kind of bad and he wants a war because he's the god of war. And, you know, it would benefit him. So he goes back to camp. He's a hero. Luke, though, is kind of upset. And everyone's like, everyone's not thinking about it. But Percy's like, hmm, why is Luke upset? At the very last day, Luke invites Percy to do one last sweep of, like, the camp. Like, oh, let's go looking for monsters close to the edge. Because, of course, the smell of demigods attracts monsters. Sorry about that. <laughs> So, Luke invites Percy to go to the edge of the forest, and I mean, that's kind of sus. He's a 17-year-old, he wants to take a 12-year-old out on a walk in the woods. Um, no one bats an eye, but of course, I'm reading the book and I'm like, that's a little weird. Um, and then, he kind of like, threatens Percy and brings out like, a scorpion that could kill him with one sting, and just kind of tells Percy that it was him who stole the ball, and they had like, a field trip during the winter, and he went and he stole the vault and they went to Olympus and he stole the vault and um yeah and pretty much that he's upset that Percy gave the vault back <laughs> and, like that's weird but yeah he's upset about that yeah I don't know I and he wants to kill Percy I kind of thought they did it better in the movie which is like I know that is the whole fight scene in between them yeah I'm a heretic I know but like in the in the in the movie, like they do it in such a way that like it makes sense. Like it makes sense because it's it like does. all right. Well, but I think like, there, nothing in the book hints to Luke being a bad guy. Exactly. Like, and it's like okay, like, well, obviously the book is it's really misleading, which is really well writing because here we all thinking that Luke is our best friend. You know, like yeah, we love Luke, which makes sense and... because like Percy doesn't know, and it's from Percy's perspective, and so we're reading. Like, we have every- we- we know everything that Percy knows, and so it makes sense. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking? Huh? The book is about a 12-year-old, and we're recording a podcast like 12-year-olds. It's true. This is- it hurts. It hurts so much. <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. I liked how they did it in the movie a little bit better, because it's, like, obviously not the part where, like, Hades is, like, you kind lied of like to a hate me, crime. but, like- when it makes more sense as to why because they explain more about but they kind of like um luke yeah is, wants and his war. luke kind of just says yeah luke says he hates his dad and his dad doesn't love him and this and this and that and i could see his perspective i can really see his perspective because hermes is kind of a little wishy-washy and most of the parents are wishy-washy but like still he wants to help Cronus rise and he's like yeah, we have to kill you because when you turn 16, you're pretty much going to stop this. And so he attempts to kill Percy and then dips. And then Percy gets found by another camper. And they kind of just, like, heal him. He tells Chiron what's going on. Everyone's like, oh, no, Luke. <laughs> and it's kind of a big morning thing because he was, like, everyone's best friend. And it's, like, really sad because in the end, everyone kind of got betrayed by Luke. Yeah. Right? Like, it wasn't just Percy. Everyone was blindsided by this guy who seemed to be incredible yeah and just 
it's kind of like life, right? <laughs> you put your it's hope true. into somebody. Good writing, though. I'm not gonna lie. And it's like, just I would have not like I've obviously seen the movies and like I've read the books before, but like had I not read the books, I would have been like, what? This is this is so sad. I can't believe this. Okay, but we should probably be wrapping up. Yeah, right we now, really so, Emma, what are your final, final thoughts? Final thoughts is yes, it's as good as I remember. I love it so much. It's scrumptious and amazing, and I probably am gonna read it again in a couple of years. <laughs> In a couple of months for me, honestly. <laughs> um, I I loved it. It was as good as I remember. I loved it so much. It was like hugging an old friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was so good. The way we explain it is so bad. But you know what? The point of this podcast is like, we're going to have fun. We are going to say poopy pee-pee a lot. <laughs> and it's just going to... It's going to be a mess. But you know what? I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be really good. Um, hopefully, you guys are cool with that. I mean, I don't know. I'm really just in it to have fun and have a good time and, like, talk about books and talk with you guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the movie's trash. Literally. It, we don't talk about it's it. It's so bad. It's garbage. Um, I found out recently that the guy who plays Percy's dad in the movie, beside it, he's literally, like, Owen in Grey's Anatomy. You're kidding. Because people watch Grey's Anatomy. What the heck? Yeah. I was, I was so weirded out to see him also in the movie he has like a tattoo of a trident he has that tattoo so like i thought it was weird that's weird i did not know that that is a little freaky don't like thinking about but that. yeah another thing is too is that they turned this book into a musical so it's called the lightning thief the percy jackson the way musical. that i'm i saw it that i'm gonna go watch that it right is now. so good emma it is it is amazing you can listen to the soundtrack on, I believe it's on Spotify and Apple Music and, you know, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to. If you listen to The Lightning Thief, um, you know, Percy Jackson musical, look that up. I recommend the song My Grand Plan by Kristen Stokes. Um, it's, like, basically Annabeth oh, literally? just talking about how all she wants in life is for her mom to notice her. And I'm like... That's depressing, and I will be heartbreaking. going listening to it. It's a great song. And, you know, this is coming out on Disney Plus soon, so... You know, just That's a rerun hype. of that. That's so exciting. I'm so I'm excited, excited for that. They're casting Percy right now. If there's any 12-year-olds with, uh, who wants to, you know, act, you know, they're, if you go on Twitter, <laughs> on Uncle Rick's Twitter, he is, uh, looking for casting Percy, and then soon he's gonna cast Annabeth and Grover and all the other campers, like Selena, Beauregard, um, Malcolm, I'm so Luke, excited. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I would literally kill to just be a background character even Same. if i'm like dying in the background <laughs> like if i'm getting swallowed by a monster it'll be fun true <laughs> all right guys so i think this concludes our first episode uh follow us on instagram and twitter i'm not sure how we pronounce our name yet <laughs> emma um anyway yeah thanks for listening to the first episode of the readish podcast Hopefully it I'm was. I'm so sorry. It's been an hour long. I, yeah. It, it, we need to get better on explaining things. Ugh. Anyway, thanks for listening to the first episode of the Readish Podcast. Hopefully it was to your liking. If not, let us know how we can improve. And you can do so by contacting us on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a follow if you're into that stuff. And we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. bye. Guys.